It was after midnight, and Mike Kowalski was driving fast, too fast, down County Line Road. He glanced at the dashboard clock and groaned. He was late. Again. His phone rang. It didn't take ESP to know it was his mother. She probably wants to get a jump start on her griping, Mike muttered to himself. Earlier that evening, she told him to be in by midnight or else. Midnight? Mike had complained. But I'm a junior. His mother had rolled her eyes. After the stunt you pulled this week, you're lucky to be allowed out at all. So I'll reiterate, midnight or else. Mike didn't even want to think about what or else meant. Ignoring the call, he mashed down the accelerator. Maybe if he was only a little late. That was when the girl appeared in his headlights. One minute, there was nothing but country road flanked by the thick woods of the Cook County Forest Preserve with its one-lane bridge over Salt Creek just ahead. The next minute, there she was, stumbling down the center line. Mike slammed on the brakes. The tire squealed as the car skidded. But the girl never flinched. Eyes wide, unblinking, even in the glare of the headlights, she raised her hands, palms up, pleading. But for what? Mike stuck his head out the driver's side window. The girl's skin glowed marble white, and her long, dark hair, soaked, lay plastered against her skull. Her simple cotton dress was wet, too. Mike saw water dripping from the hem. Are you okay? he asked. I'm cold. Her voice was a whisper. I need a ride home. Mike glanced at the clock again and grimaced. He'd rather have a root canal than experience the torture his mother was sure to have in store for him. Then again, what difference would a few more minutes make? He was already in trouble. Besides, he couldn't leave her out here alone, could he? He leaned across the front seat and opened the passenger door. Climb in. Wordlessly, the girl settled into the seat, and the car filled with the smell of lavender and wet leaves. Mike watched as she slipped off her shoes, a pair of old-fashioned black-and-white saddle shoes, and neatly laid them side by side on the floor of the car. They're brand new, she said. Then she folded her hands in her lap and waited. Where to? asked Mike. The girl's strange behavior was beginning to freak him out a little. Was she sick or suffering from a concussion or amnesia or something? Do you need a doctor? She pointed behind them. Mike turned the car around, driving more slowly this time. What's your name? She looked straight ahead. Carol Ann. I'm Mike. Mike Kowalski. Eyes still on the road, he extended his right hand.
She didn't acknowledge the introduction, didn't even look at him. Mike drummed his fingers on the steering wheel, curiosity getting the best of him. So, what happened back there? She let several long minutes pass before answering. I was canoeing on Hawthorne Lake. After midnight? In October? She acted as if she hadn't heard his question. My canoe tipped. I couldn't ride it. And it was a long way to shore. Too far to swim. All I could do was cling to the side and pray someone would find me. No one did. So how'd you finally get to shore? She looked at him then, and in the green glow of the dashboard, she appeared even paler, her skin almost translucent in its whiteness. The current carried me in, she answered, her voice sounding colder than the October lake. I was in the water for a long, long time.